Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Well, this is John Katsimatidis. Whoa, what a day it's been. This is the number one show at 5 o'clock, and uh, we have a lot of news for you today. My God, how much news we have. Uh, we In the studio, we have Judge Richard Weinberg, Governor David Patterson, and first... And Deputy Mayor uh, Rudy Washington. And uh, I thought you were going to say the first president of the United States. Great, 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 great. Well, child. Uh, well okay, you know, the, you what might did, be related what, to the uh, what, first what president. What does that get me? Are you going to give me a credit card? Reparation. <laughs> Reparation. <laughs> Reparation. <laughs> Christmas bonus. Christmas well, bonus. We have one great show for you today. We have uh, Lydia. We have what? Jimmy, gonna, Jimmy Patron is uh, the CFO of Florida, supposed to be calling in. We'll also, of course, be talking to Larry Kudlow. There's a lot of news on the economy front. Leora Levy, she is running for governor, right? And, in and Connecticut. Connecticut. Senate, Senate, Senate. And Senate. Dick Senate. Morris. Dick Morris will be talking about Armageddon. Apparently, Biden said during a Democratic fundraiser, we have never been closer to an Armageddon, to a nuclear war since the Cuban Missile Crisis. A lot to digest there. Then we'll be talking to Dr. Peter Mikolos. Why is the government buying radiation pills? $270 million. So Dr. Peter Mikolos is diving in and going to give us the latest. Also, the electric cars, guess what? They're blowing up in Florida. Yep. That salt water doesn't apparently mix with electric car batteries. But first, we're going to talk about what's going on here in New York City. Mayor Adams declared a state of emergency. Okay, and we want to know. Due to the migrant crisis, because we've got about 17,000, most of whom have been flown in through the Biden administration in the dead of night, not 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 because of Governor Abbott. So what are your thoughts? My thoughts, I want the deputy mayor who ran, who helped run this town to tell me what does it mean now? What happens next now that we have a state of emergency? Well, uh, Judge, you were general counsel for the city council. <laughs> Maybe you could tell me because I'm well, not. We had, we had Peter Valone on this morning on this morning show. That's right. Listen, it's old home week, Rudy, but, but I am telling you, I have no idea what happens next. So are you uh, saying that Mayor Adams said this just to kind of show that he's doing well, something without I, I, actually I, being I, able to I do would, anything? I would like to think that he's reached the end of his rope. With this, um, from what I understand, uh, Lydia, we was talking earlier, the Norwegian deal fell apart. Right. The Norwegian cruise line. Right. It was too expensive. Too much ice cream. The buffet and, and, would have been outrageous. Bronx people refuse, <laughs> refuse the tent in uh, Orchard Beach, I understand. I mean, so. And they don't want to put them in Randall's Island either. I know. So everybody. Put them at the Waldorf. Don't, don't give them uh, any ideas, I, I understand uh, the CFO of Florida is on. Jimmy Patronus, is he on? Yeah, hey, Mr. John. Good, good. Uh, now, I, I saw your tweet last night, uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, and uh, all the electric cars in Florida are in deep trouble. What, what, what's going on? So the problem that we discovered, we learned something from every single hurricane. This is about my fifth one that I've had in official capacity. This one was the largest storm surge event that we've experienced, that I've, that I've experienced. So I was down in Naples. I'm touring around with North, North Collier Fire District, and there's cars all over the sides of the road that are disabled. Okay. Well, and I noticed some Teslas, and, and the fire chief's pointing out to me. He says, Jimmy, says, the problem you're having with the Teslas is they're catching on fire. Salt water gets in them. They create a short. And next thing you know, when they catch on fire, you can't put them out. When uh, you got lithium that catches fire, the only way you can stop it is you got to throw it in a retention pond or you just keep a water hose on it or a fire hydrant on it for 
hours and hours and hours. So as we are trying to uh, encourage a homeowner to get his Tesla out of his house because of the flood damage, um, we get a call at that exact same moment. We drive the Tamiami Trail right in downtown Naples. It's six lanes of, of highway, divided highway. There, we were the first ones there. Those videos that you saw on my Twitter feed at Jimmy Petronas, you can see the videos. And the Tesla was on fire. Um, the firemen worked on it for about an hour. Uh, they got it under control. And then I talked to them again later that night. It started ignited all over again. And they told me that was the fourth Tesla that has caught on fire since Hurricane Ian made uh, landfall. Wow. That's just one fire department. Jimmy, it's uh, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. Let me also tell you that Dr. Miklos has said that when they catch on fire, the pollutants and the contaminants that come out of that is very, very dangerous, and you can't put it out with water, and it spreads into the atmosphere. What do you know about that? And they've seen them reignite. Yeah, that's exactly. So, so this in this particular case, it reignited. Um, so, you know, we reached out. We just sent a letter to... Uh, uh, I don't know which government bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. We sent a letter to saying, hey, we, we, we've got to have some some guidance on this. Uh, we've reached out to Tesla. We haven't heard anything back from them. But again, I don't think look, this isn't this isn't something Tesla intended to see happen. Uh, this isn't you know, there, we saw Rivians on the side of the road. So this isn't unique to to just one manufacturer. But lithium batteries, once they short out and they create a chain reaction of heat. They you 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 have to submerge them. You have to do something to to cut off any supply of air to them, or they will just like you said reignite. Well, well, Jimmy, this is Rudy Washington. One of the other trailing issues that we as a country really haven't come to grips with: the first cars are reaching seventy and eighty thousand miles. The replacement cost for the battery is twenty three thousand dollars. The weight of the car is concentrated in the battery. So this car is two, three times heavier than your typical, let's say, Escalade. Um, not to mention that the battery requires a lot of rare materials and materials to make these batteries that are not in the United States, they're in China and, and in Afghanistan. And we forfeited Afghanistan. And, and now, you know, we're trying to move the country in a direction where we don't even control the materials to build this automobile. And that's what's disturbing me. Sure. Well, the, 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 the fear that I've got right now. So one, I, I feel like I'm putting my, my first responders in harm's way dealing with a fire. They can't stop. But here's here's the real concern is you've got homes in the case of Southwest Florida, unique area that had had overwhelming historic flood events. But those cars are now are inoperable. They're in somebody's garage and the homeowner is not going to even know it as he thinks the car is just, just going to be there till somebody comes and tows it away, it's going to ignite and it's going to burn the house down. So you, you can't, you, uh, so you've got to get the cars out of the house. You got to get it in your driveway. And, uh, you know, and there, there's not a, a the, the one thing about, I'll say with, about all the manufacturers, they know where all their cars are right now because they're all networked vehicles. You know, if, if I'm those manufacturers, I'm reaching out to those owners. I'm being proactive. I'm collecting those cars from them. Uh, and you know what? And write them a check for the deductible. You know, mm -hmm. just write it up as as yeah, this is yeah. a natural disaster that created an unintended consequence. And now we're going to work on a solution. But you know what? This is this is something that uh, you shouldn't be suffering by because of a design challenge that you, we didn't you know, know would be a you problem. You know, Jimmy, you really need a public service bulletin uh, where you make every network carry that because.
you know, someone who's been fortunate enough to still have their house standing to look and see it burn down two weeks later. Mm. You know, that, oh, that's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, and by the way, Jimmy, uh, Rudy Washington was uh, deputy mayor under uh, Mayor Giuliani, uh, and you were deputy mayor for, what, eight years? Yeah. I mean, so that, this is terrifying what you're telling us, Jimmy. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, when you watch the video, you'll see you'll see the guys working on it. But then what got me afterwards is when I, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm hugging these guys and we're visiting with them. I'm the state fire marshal, man. I get to, you know, I, you don't want me coming to put out the fire at your house, but I love to be the cheerleader for these guys. And he, and he said, Jimmy, this is the fourth one. And this is just one fire department. We've got thousands of the state of Florida. This one fire department said this is the fourth one we've responded to this week alone. So, again, uh, Mother Nature threw us a curve with a surge event, but salt water and EVs do not mix. Wow. Wow. Uh, give us a report. What else besides what else is going on in Florida? How bad is Naples? How bad is Fort Myers uh, and uh, Santa uh, and where's the Sanibel Island? Yes, sir. Sanibel and Captiva Island. So uh, the the recovery it's it's been it's really been amazing how uh, how people have put pulled together. Uh, one of the most uh, impressive uh, efforts has been the restoration of electricity. Um, you know, unfortunately, Mother Nature likes to, to wreak havoc from time to time on our electrical grid in Florida. But we have learned if you build a more resilient grid, uh, those power outages are, are shorter duration. So, um, you know, whether it be FP&L or Duke or some of the others in the state, Florida, uh, Tico, uh, they have been getting more aggressive with undergrounding. Then they get more aggressive with concrete poles as opposed to wooden poles. And, and if you build a, a tougher grid, there's less to repair after the storm. So that's what we've seen here. We also had an unprecedented 42,000 linemen pre-staged before the, the storm made landfall. So we attacked it with more manpower and woman power than we ever have in the history of any natural disaster in the state of Florida. At the end of the day, tell us, uh, what do you think the estimates are on the damage and the damage to the insurance companies? You know, it, it's going to, I would I would say it's, it's going to be hard to make this less than less than $20 billion. It's going to be north of $20 billion. I, I have told uh, a number of folks this will probably be the most expensive storm in the history of the state of Florida. But, you know, you get to a lot of areas, like you get to central Florida, there was it was a 500 year flood event in the central Florida that took place. People in central Florida don't buy flood insurance. Mm. So so this is this is going to be a real problem of underinsured losses in central Florida. So, um, you know, the, the markets won't take a hit there. But we've got a number of solutions in the pipeline. We've got a number of solutions already in place because Florida, we know that we've got a unique relationship with Mother Nature and we've got to have an insurance uh, set of regulatory environment that helps us more resilient from from these type of tragic events. So our market is strong. It has had some challenges. We will recover, but we've got more work to do. Well, Jimmy Petronas, uh, CFO of Florida, thank you for uh, calling in and thank you for informing. You know, we consider, uh, New Yorkers consider Florida almost their sixth borough. So thank you for calling in and, and, and filling us in. Thank you so much. Sure, sure, Mr. John. Y'all have a wonderful weekend and thank you for, for looking out for us. Thank you. Thank you. 
It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats a Night Show. We still got a great show for everyone. We'll be speaking with Larry Kudlow, Leora Levy, Dr. Peter Mikolos in studio. We have Rudy Washington, Governor Patterson, Judge Weinberg, of course, John Katzmatidis. Well, the question we talked about during the break is, is the insurance companies going to say if you own an electric car, you can't leave it in the garage because you leave it in the garage and something happens to that battery. Your whole, your whole house is going to burn and down. You can, and you can have loss of life. People can die just sleeping there, and all of a sudden their house goes. It's just a, another case of rushing a project to the market without fully researching it. And these cars are inoperable, and so people are just leaving them in the garage thinking, hey, they're going to come and tow it away, like Patron has said. And meanwhile, they reignite, they blow up, and like you said, Judge, there could be a catastrophic loss of life. This is This is serious. Uh-oh. Oh. I thought I had shut that thing off. <laughs> yeah. are you, are Larry Kudlow, are you on? Can't do it, David. <laughs> I just the wave of the future, right, Larry? <laughs> and the the cavalry's with me. <laughs> Larry, we just had we just had uh, uh, Jim Patronis, the CFO of Florida, which is like the treasurer or its controller of Florida, and the electric cars in Florida are all on fire, or just about, uh, because when, when they mix with the salt water, the batteries catch fire and and you can't put them out. Yeah, well, that's a bad story. Um, I followed it a little bit. Um, you know, it's one of the many parts of this uh, radical uh, new Green Deal agenda that has never been properly thought out. Never. And uh, they're trying to drive us into something we don't want to get into. I mean, what the heck? You can have an electric vehicle in California, but you can't charge the battery. So yeah, how about yeah. that? Why is that? And you better not have it in the flood zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, why can't you recharge the battery? Well, because there's not enough electricity. Why isn't there enough electricity? Well, because they stopped natural gas and oil, okay? And now the latest one, right? So after after the Saudis and OPEC uh, put a stick into Biden's eye, he goes out yesterday and today, they're going to stop offshore drilling, okay? Offshore drilling and that. And they're going to stop exports uh, of any of the oil and natural gas derivatives, including LNG. Now, I tell you what, John Katzmatidis, you're in this business. There can't be anything dumber than this. I mean, this is stupid. No, it's dumber than dumb. Stupid. I, I just talked right. to my uh, one of my oil executives uh, uh, in uh, Long Island. In the last ten days, uh, it, that. Oil uh, and diesel fuel and heating oil went up a dollar a gallon. Right, right. Yeah, I saw actually today uh, West Texas went up almost five bucks, I think, John, four and a half bucks. And gasoline keeps creeping up. And, you know, the answer now, the latest answer from Team Biden is to go to Venezuela. Okay, which not only is Venezuela a communist country, financed by Cuba, Russia, and China. It also has the dirtiest oil in the world. It's the worst oil in the world. Uh, And they're still plugging away for Iran. So just consider this. Um, Everybody around the world can produce oil and gas 
except the United States. That's their policy. Now, I ask you, I, I, I put this to Governor Patterson. I'm blaming Governor Patterson. I just put it to him because he's a member of that <laughs> party. His eyes. <laughs> how, how can, seriously, how can a president talk about economic security or energy security or national security when they run a policy which is bereft of any common sense whatsoever? No common sense, right? You, 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 they, they're sticking it into your eye. They're dissing you. They're helping Russia. And he comes around and says the solution is no more fossil fuels, okay, in the United States. But it's okay in Venezuela. It's okay in Iran. Just not in the United States. I mean, really, honestly, are we supposed to believe that? And that is why the cavalry is coming in La- a big way. Larry, the problem, the problem. The House and the Senate. The House and the Senate. No, we need both. We need the House and the Senate because they're trying to kill us. Here's a bold. Likely voters in the latest Trafalgar poll, it's one of the best polls in the country, likely voters now have Lee Zeldin pulling even with Hochul. That's very important, too. The cavalry is coming in New York State. And I'm told also Monica Crowley was on the show tonight, and she said that uh, this crazy Letitia James, who thinks all her life is about Donald Trump, she's, she could lose uh, for the state's attorney general. Just saying the cavalry is coming because people have had enough. <laughs> Uh, where, where do I start, <laughs> Larry? The markets have really been affected. I mean, uh, it's a, yes. it's been another disaster day, uh, yes. and it's across the board. I mean, there yes. are no winners. I mean, I, I mean, I, one more thing, you know, and I hate to harp on it. General Motors is following Washington and saying, "Yes, we're going to go all electric." Oh, I, I mean, uh, how how can they make decisions like that? Where's the board of directors? Okay, yeah, we, we may have stupid people in Washington, but do they have that much of a stupid board of directors? Well, that's interesting. I know Mary Barra. got to know her pretty well in my time in the White House. She's, I think she's a very intelligent woman, but they're betting the ranch on it. Interestingly, John, Ford is not. Ford is not. Uh, and you remember years ago, uh, you know, when the, we had the 2008 crash and so forth, um, Ford was able to weather the storm, uh, whereas GM relied on massive government assistance. Uh, I'll let people draw their own conclusions, but there is a difference in strategy. Ford is not betting the ranch on electric cars the way GM is. Well, I think they're a little bit smarter. Well, I think you may be right. I'm not an expert on it, but you may be right. And Larry, they understand that this philosophy is subject to change very shortly. As, as people learn about what's happening down in Florida, I mean, that's scary. When they learn about the replacement batteries of 23 grand, that's scary. Uh, anything you save in gas, you're going to lose in buying a new battery. When they learn well, that, you know, in California, they, they tell them not to charge, that equivalent of 10 refrigerators being charged. I think, you know... This philosophy will not last long. And I think Ford Ford is looking at that. I'm a very caring, feeling person. And I I don't want to hurt my friend David Patterson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very caring. That's all all I can say on that subject. Anything else you want to tell the American people? 
Uh, no, but John Katz, you know, uh, one other thing. I had Kevin Warsh on today, uh, former Federal Reserve member, very, very smart guy. You probably know him. Others know him. And I asked him about the Fed, you know, is there a, a financial dead body out there that would stop the Fed from tightening? You know, you and I were texting about this a week ago over the weekend. And, you know, he he noted that so far the answer is no, there isn't. But the risk of a financial dead body um, you know, whether it's a bank or a corporation or pension funds, uh, which are badly unfunded and many of them guessed wrong on interest rates. Uh, ultimately, the dead body is going to be a higher unemployment rate, which is too bad because they should be getting some help with lower taxes and deregulation. So we wouldn't have to go into a deep recession. But Kevin Warsh, uh, who's a very smart guy, uh, was considered for the position of Fed chair. Um, by Trump, he wound up picking Jay Powell. But um, it's something to keep an eye on. This, uh, uh, you know, there could be some dead bodies out there. That's something that uh, we don't need, but it's something that could crop up because of this intense Fed tightening. Larry Kudlow, I wanted to get your opinion on something. Biden, during a Democratic Party last night, he said that we're on the precipice of an Armageddon. We've never been so close to a nuclear war since the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, did he say the quiet part out loud? I mean, what the heck is going on? They're saying there's not new intelligence to to indicate something like this. But I think it's do you think it's dangerous for a president to say something like this? I do. I think it's irresponsible. First of all, the United States being the greatest country in the world, but the finest military in the world uh, should not have a president talking in those terms. That's really the key point here. Yes. What he, uh, what was in his mind, I don't know. They asked him that question, uh, Lydia, today. Yep. I don't know if you saw the I news did. clip. And he just ran away. He literally ran. He li- literally ran mm-hmm. away, which is a high-risk thing for him to do under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was running towards some ice cream. <laughs> but he ran away. Yeah. So he never – this is not something – that a president should say it is just not or let me put it to you this way this is not something that a president of the united states should ever say what i would say about it larry is it's not something that anyone should say unless it's imminent unless it's actually happening and you don't say fundraiser when it's not happening david and larry you do this at a fundraiser instead of having a real serious announcement to the american people i have a friend who was was close to the media i know i have a friend that was there and she said there was a collective gasp when when the president said this you know he compared it to the jfk cuban missile crisis and i just want to say uh jfk is one of my favorite presidents um, JFK handled the Cuban Missile Crisis very well and emphasized American strength all during that. And, you know, he put all the pieces together and got the best advice he can give. But he always stood tough and he worked out a deal that was very favorable to the United States. Oh, Larry, so, you nope. disappointed me. I thought you were going to give us a Lloyd Benson line. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, I could have. It's a cheap shot. But I'm I'm a great fan of John F. Kennedy. I wrote a book about Kennedy and Reagan years ago. Um, You know, the difference between Biden and Kennedy is enormous. But Kennedy would never make a statement like that. No strong president, no one who believes what Reagan said, peace through strength, would ever make a statement like that, Armageddon. That smacks of weakness. And I'm sick to death 
a weakness from this White House. And and one last thing, since we're talking about weakness, let's talk about what's going on in New York State. You mentioned that Trafalgar poll, which puts uh, Zeldin and Hochul kind of neck and neck. We had another incident where this guy, Adam Benningfield, attacked his wife, was arrested, charged with numerous crimes and released the next day. And then he goes and kills his wife. She even bought a bulletproof vest to protect herself against this guy. And he killed her in front of their three kids. Just I know we're running out of time. What do you have to say to all New Yorkers out there that are hesitating whether or not they should vote for Lee Zeldin? Well, don't hesitate. We need a change. We need a change in the city and the state. Zeldin is the change. Well, thank you, Larry Kudlow. Have a great weekend, and let's pray for America. And uh, God bless. Thank you. God bless. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. With us today is Dick Morris. Uh, He was an advisor to uh, President Clinton, an advisor to uh, President Trump. Uh, Dick Morris, uh, Lydia has an interesting question for you. So, Dick Morris, I'm sure you heard about what happened last night. President Biden, Democrat fundraiser right here in New York. And he said, we're on the precipice of an Armageddon. We've never been closer to a nuclear war since the Cuban Missile Crisis. We just had Larry Kudlow on. He said the comment was irresponsible. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Well, it's something that I predict in my book, The Return, Trump's big 2024 comeback. I said that Biden is going to resort to desperate tactics uh, as the election approaches and look for an October surprise. And I predicted, uh, actually, in my book and also on WABC, on my show from noon until one on Sundays, I predicted that he would talk about Armageddon and he would try to build up the Russian nuclear threat. Uh, I also said that he would cite as a precedent the 62 Cuban Missile Crisis. Interestingly, that also occurred in the last week of October. And um, Kennedy was supposed to lose seats in Congress, uh, but because of rallying around the president, his defeat, his seat loss was minimal. So I think it's entirely possible that Putin will use nuclear weapons, but Biden is using this to try to distract attention from inflation and the economy because he knows that he's getting clobbered in his congressional race, in the Senate races. He's getting clobbered. He's clobbering every American right now. You know, I was telling uh, Larry Kudlow before, I was telling somebody before, mm-hmm. that I got a uh, a call from um, one of my oil executives that uh, that runs uh, Long Island, and, and he said that uh, 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 in the last 10 days... Uh, heating oil and diesel fuel has gone up a dollar a gallon. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, there was a very important development yesterday, uh, Kat, and I'm going to talk about this on my radio show, uh, that the there was a debate in Arizona, which is one of the key seats in, in, in play. And uh, the incumbent Democratic Senator Mark Kelly uh, started making strong charges against the Republican challenger, Blake Masters, in this debate and uh, about abortion. He said, you're undermining women, you're, uh, you're, making, you're being irresponsible and terrible about what you're doing for women. And Masters handled it beautifully, masterfully, if you will. <laughs> uh, he, said, he said that uh, I'm in favor of allowing abortion in case of rape or incest or the life of the mother and 
the Arizona legislature has just passed, allowing it for the first 15 weeks of pregnancy, the first trimester. And that's what I'm for. You, Mr. Kelly, Senator Kelly, are the irresponsible one because you favor abortion up to the 40th week of pregnancy, literally carrying to term when you're really killing live babies. And it was a perfect example of how a Republican can win the abortion argument. Uh, so far, the contests for Senate have largely been the economy and inflation against abortion. And this was the first time a Republican decisively beat a Democrat in a debate over abortion. And I, I hate to pun, but it's the master key that other candidates need to use. Dick, Dick Morris, uh, give us your pulse around the country right now. Uh, last week, you did say that you think the Republicans will win the U.S. Senate. But give us your pulse. Is it still going that direction? Yeah, it's going that way even more so. Uh, the Rasmussen poll has the Republicans expanding their lead from one point to four points in the generic ballot for the House. And when you look at the field, Oz is catching up in Pennsylvania. I think he's going to go ahead in the next few days. Masters, who is six behind in Arizona, uh, now I think has probably pulled even ahead because of the wonderful debate performance. Herschel Walker was hurt because of the alley accusation of an abortion, but I think he's overcoming that because it turns out that the person for whom he paid an abortion was really his common-law wife. Uh, it was the mother of his child, and she just didn't want another child, and he paid for an abortion, so big deal. So uh, I think those races, those are the three key races, M-O-R, Masters, Oz, and Walker. And those are the three that will determine the Senate. Masters in Arizona, Oz in Pennsylvania, Walker in uh, Georgia. And those Dick, are the three Dick, races to keep how, an eye on. How many of those we have to win? Well, we should win all, all three. Uh, if we lost two of the three, we could live. But uh, I think we're going to win all three. Dick Morris, what you just said, what Masters did, how he masterfully uh, conquered the whole abortion debate, yep. because that's the only thing that like they can come out after GOP candidates yep. is with abortion, abortion and get hit that emotional, you know, gut and uh, strings, especially with women voters. Why don't other GOP candidates just use that common sense logic? Judge Weinberg, right? We've discussed this. Like, why not just say? I think, I, I think uh, he gave, Masters gave the right answer. It's perfectly true. And the, the fact of the matter is even the bills that they're trying to push through in New York would allow literally the, at an afterbirth abortion. It's absolutely reprehensible yeah. that they would do that in New York State. And the majority of Americans and, agree that abortion should be limited to up to yeah, 15 and, weeks, which is what they do in Europe and the rest of the world. So, Dick Morris, women. why don't everybody else follow, follow Masters' lead? Well, I think they will. I think that this was the first time on a real national stage, or at least everybody was paying attention, that a Republican won the abortion argument. For example, I hope that now Lee Zeldin comes out in New York and says, I will leave the New York abortion law unchanged. And once you say that, the election's over because the Democrats have no, no place to go if they can't scare people over abortion. Governor Patterson, do you agree with that? Yes, uh, I, I would agree if Lee Zeldin made his point clear, as I said last week when we talked about this, it would be a lot better for him than the way it is now, where he 
seems to be saying something to his supporters that he's not saying. Well, when you asked him the question last week, Lydia, he said, well, I don't think Carl Hasey would ever let me get anything else through. That's a non-answer. That's right. This, what uh, Mr. Morris is talking about, is a real answer. I literally just spoke to a highly educated doctor yesterday, a female, and she said to me, I am voting for Kathy Hochul. I said, how could you? And she said, because of abortion, she said, you never know what Lee Zeldin could do. I said, I'm telling you, he's going to leave it alone. He can't. She said, you never know these these that you never know. And it's that fear mongering. I understand we got the grand marshal of the Italian uh, parade calling in right now. Tom Galisano. Thank you, Dick Morris. And we'll catch up soon. Uh, Tom Galisano, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. Well, congratulations on being the Grand Marshal uh, of the uh, Italian Parade of the uh, on Monday, and it's the largest parade in in the uh, country. What say you? Uh, well, I can say I'm very happy about it. I was very pleased when the uh, foundation asked me to be the Grand Marshal. Uh, my home is in Rochester, New York, and it's always a pleasure to come to the city and certainly to participate in an event like this. Well, it's good to have you back. I mean, uh, New York suffered a great deal when you moved out to, to Florida. We lost, a, a, what, a, like $100 million worth of taxes? Uh, you lost a significant amount of money. Yes, you did. Now, uh, I also I just had a text uh, from Vito Fasella, another good Italian, uh, the borough president of, uh, uh, of Staten Island, and he says that Newark... Newark, New Jersey wants to get rid of the Columbus Avenue, uh, the Columbus statue, and Staten Island wants to take it instead of them putting it in storage. What say you on that? Well, I think that uh, statue represents a very important tradition in our history, and I'd like to see it left right where it is. I I agree with you. I, I agree. We and, and Staten Island should put it up an additional one. Mm-hmm. Not a bad idea. And I'll contribute towards idea. it. And I'll contribute towards another statue of, of uh, uh, down down in Staten Island. Uh, tell us about uh, your your feelings about the Italian, uh, how the Italians are being treated now, and they're trying to get rid of Columbus Day and uh, make it Indigenous Day. Well, first of all. Uh I've always uh, been proud to be an Italian and be associated with the name Columbus. So I'd like to see whatever we do to at least stay in place, if not get enhanced. And if that means, uh, uh, you know, creating more celebration towards the Italian community in Columbus, I'm all for it. I grew up in the in the 50s and 60s in upstate New York in suburban neighborhood upstate. And uh, I was the victim of a lot of racism. Uh, you know all the names that were used and uh, the connections, and it represented something very negative to me. Although I think it helped me in the end because it created a little bit of a chip on my shoulder to do well, and uh, so it inspired me to uh, work harder and try to be a little smarter and 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 also give back to the community. The largest lynching that ever happened in the United States was Italians. And I don't think a lot of people realize that that Italians were are not some were were not some privileged group. This was a group that was discriminated against. They would put up signs in stores saying no Italians need apply for jobs. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? Aren't we glad that we are where we are today? Absolutely. Yes. And celebrate uh, that so success. Uh, tell us, uh, what year did you run for governor, uh, Tom? Uh, Ninety four, ninety eight, and oh two. Wow. 
Yeah, as an independent, it was a tough road. Our major goal was to create a party, a new party, the Independence Party, which we accomplished. And the third time I ran, it was a very serious uh, event. Uh, it was a three-way race, and uh, we almost made it. But uh, it was a, an exciting adventure running for governor, especially being from upstate New York. Well, Tom Galisano, we're going to be out there in the parade route. WABC Television is broadcasting it. WABC Radio is doing it on 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 the radio, and we we look forward uh, to seeing you in person on Monday during the parade. Thank you very much. I feel very honored. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank and you. and now we have the candidate for. Uh, for uh, Senate Senate. in the uh, Connecticut. In Connecticut. Leora Levy, welcome back to Cats at Night, Leora. Thank you very much for inviting me back. I'm always delighted to talk to you. Give us, give us the, uh, uh, what's going on in Connecticut, uh, and uh, is it getting closer? Are people in Connecticut realizing that we're in deep crap? <laughs> yes, you know, the issues here are the same issues that are driving the, the election nationally. Life is unaffordable. Life doesn't feel normal. Crime is rising. We have the issue with fentanyl killing our young people. And now with Halloween coming, we've heard they've disguised fentanyl to look like Skittles and M&Ms. These are all issues here. And frankly, Connecticut is also another ground zero, just as Virginia was, for uh, parental rights and parental control. And the indoctrination of our children. And, and that is a, an issue on which I lead because, you know, I'm a mother. I raised three sons here. I also escaped communism in Cuba. And I recognize that the teaching of critical race theory and the gender fluidity and the other things is, you know, simply cultural Marxism and an attempt to undermine and, and destroy the nuclear American family. So we have a lot of issues here. People are upset. And they know that to bring change, they need to change the leadership. Leora Levy, how do you change that perception that I, the, I feel like the media is actually perpetuating that anybody who's a Republican is like this ra- this radical right person that wants to get rid of everybody's liberties and they're racist? I mean, because it's it couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Well, you know. The Republican Party is the party that that really represents individual liberty, freedom, opportunity. That that Equality. is those are the values on which I'm running. That is why I am running to make sure that that this country always remains a constitutional republic with individual liberty, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Those are key. We are. So, it's uh, it's uh, Richard Weinberg. I just want to point out. Hi. How nice to talk to you again. It's. It's very troubling when people don't understand the significance of a race like yours, because the Republican and I'm the House Democrat. I'm telling you you to have balanced government and checks and balances against the extreme part of my party and their ideological agenda. You need to win the Senate. So a vote for you for senator tips the chances for the Republicans to control the Senate. One House is not enough. Even if the Republicans win the House representatives, you still need to have the Senate. So when they're voting for you, they're not just voting for you, but they're voting for balanced government. And that message has to get out. 
We that need, is we, correct. Yep. We need checks and balances in our government. Washington is broken. Absolutely. I mean, there's no other way you could say it. I mean, uh, I talk to my Democratic friends. I talk to my Republican friends. I talk to my independent friends. Washington is broken. When they say that 40 percent think uh, that uh, Biden is doing a good job, I haven't met these 40 percent. Where are they? <laughs> you can't even find 4 percent. I know. And frankly, as you said, it's the career politicians that have gotten us into this mess. I am not a career politician. This is the first time my name is on a ballot. I am a career American. That is how I'm running. I'm running and you're Cuban and that makes you yes, one. And she's Jewish. And hey, yes, Jewish and Cuban. That makes you one tough gal. Mm-hmm. You bet it does. <laughs> I've seen and experienced a lot. But, but you know, I am the one that's going to defeat Dick Blumenthal. He has been there 37 years. He is a 98.1% vote for Biden's failed policies. And frankly, I've been looking for that other 1.9%. Supposedly, he didn't vote with Biden. I haven't found any example of that. Maybe he just missed those votes. Well, Leora Levy, thank you for calling in. And, hey, we need common sense in Connecticut. If I lived in Connecticut, I'd be voting for you. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you, John, and God bless all of you. Thank you for having me again. Leora4ct.com is my website. I'd appreciate if anybody would like to learn more about me and support me, they go to my website. Thank you so much. Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. As we speak, Governor Patterson having some M&Ms there. <laughs> <laughs> the governor's checking my pulse because I've been eating them throughout the show. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to know if you were eating uh, uh, green M&Ms or white M&Ms or black M&Ms. I'm an equal opportunity m M&M and eater. As long as they're not M&Ms from the border because we yeah, know what those could be. That's right. Those are fentanyl M&Ms. And now yeah. there's different kind of pills that people might be ordering. Uh, John, tell us about it. What? what they're they're ordering? Oh yeah. Well, let's get to Doctor Michalos. Doctor Michalos, how are you today? Uh, you were Resident in the studio this genius. morning, and now you're in his, on the air tonight. I mean, you you're as bad as I am. Well, what we're going to do is I'm sitting here trying to figure out after your conversation to invent some vitamin infused M and M's. But uh, Vitams, we're going to call them. Anyway, what happens is that uh, iodine is something that people are ordering because they think it's going to protect them against radiation, but it actually doesn't. What it does is it only protects the thyroid somewhat from thyroid cancer. What it does is our thyroid needs iodine. So what the iodine pills do, they fill up parking spots in our thyroid with healthy iodine instead of waiting for accumulating radioactive iodine. So that basically protects you. The reality is that if you're in the blast zone with these current bombs that are 80 megatons, which is 80 times more powerful than the uh, Hiroshima blast, you're basically vaporized in the first one mile radius. But if you're out as far as seven miles, you get something called radiation poisoning. And basically what kills people days later is not the actual blast, but the radiation actually fries our bone marrow cells, which are uh, what makes our immune system cells. And if you can make immune system cells to fight off infection, you end up buying, dying of secondary infections. And it also damages our stomach and our intestinal lining. And something very interesting, because we were going to talk about, remember how we talked about our intestinal gut microbiome and the 
38 trillion uh, bacteria and viruses that live in our gut, guess what? The radiation actually fries them. And when they're dead and our gut microbiome isn't working, they're also involved in our immune system. And we can't live without those 38 trillion little alien bacteria that evolved with us over the years. So that's actually how people die from radiation poisoning years later, in addition to other cancers that they might develop. So yes, people buy them. It psychologically makes you happy, but it doesn't stop you from uh, getting hurt from radiation. It only does protect the thyroid somewhat, but psychologically people feel they're doing something about it. So that's why you're seeing this run on uh, iodine and radiation pills. But Dr. Mikolos, if that's the case, why would they make so many of them and start distributing them without recognizing some of the points that you just made? Well, sometimes people just jump to them without doing their research and not really understanding. And, they, and governments also want to show that, look, we're doing something to protect you, just like they used to tell us. I remember when I was a kid telling us if there's a nuclear attack, go and hide under your desk or stand <laughs> in a doorway. The reality is that when a bomb blasts, it produces 160 miles an hour winds, which basically blow out, blows out most current buildings and windows anyway. People will get... Uh, hurt by that and many people in the close area the flash is so bright it's like the sun it damages people's eyes right away so it's it's you know it's a horrible scenario and we need to be sending more diplomats abroad and not bombs we need peace quickly in the world because we live on this uh, planet like aquarium we all live here together and uh, a nuclear blast affects all of us just like the chernobyl plan we saw radiation in the air as far as it reached the united states and various parts of europe people ask about why we have all these cancer cases and it doesn't it doesn't really uh help that we've had uh you know bomb blast and we don't really need any weapons whether it's a small tactical nuclear weapon or other weapon, it really affects all of us because we're all living on this planet and sharing it together. Well, I mean, there's so much bad news around. I mean, is there any good news? Yeah, no, we have a lot of great news that all these new developments that we're learning how to protect ourselves, how to stay healthier. We're learning more about our bodies, better blood tests, early cancer detection tests, better scanning, better MRI, new cancer cures, cancer treatments, better treatments, antibody treatments, antiviral pills, monkeypox treatments. So all these wonderful things are, are being discovered and uh, people are risking their capital in the uh, United States and other places. And they're coming out with all these great uh, new inventions that are helping us to live longer and to live healthier and the last thing we want to do is have to deal with uh you know uh, imagine having one a nuclear even a small nuclear weapon somewhere in new york well, the hospitals couldn't even handle covid imagine dark. what would happen with a nuclear blast dark uh you know i guess i'm one of those that want to do something but i don't trust you know amazon where can i get these pills because you know amazon might be getting them from china so no every 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 pharmacy uh Every farm, if you ask your pharmacist, they can get them for you. They're they're readily available uh, everywhere, and Amazon does have reliable sources. If it's if it's marked uh, GMP approved or it's made in a facility here in the United States, they're you know pretty reliable. It's an inexpensive. Nobody has to even make a fake one. It's really basically one bit. You know, it's one or two manufacturers 
and they have them here in the United States and just people uh, label them with different bottles, but it's it's readily available. It's not an issue, but again, it only will protect you from protect your thyroid. It does not block you from radiation because these advertisements where it may, it implies that taking iodine is going to help you from radiation. That's why when you go to the dentist, they put something around your neck because it happens that the thyroid is one of the most sensitive organs to radiation. And I also just want to give Dr. Mikolos credit that several weeks ago he said right here on Cats at Night that be careful your electric car if it gets some salt water it could blow up and don't yes, leave it parked had Jimmy in your garage. Yes, we from uh, from Florida on to the uh, as of at five o'clock and horrible things happening in Florida on electric. So that's cars. why people got to listen to this show to save their lives. Yeah, we're going to tell you that about first. And thank you. Uh, uh, Judge Weinberg, Governor Patterson, Deputy uh, First Deputy uh, Rudy Washington, Rudy Washington, Lydia, Dr. Michalos, thank you. And what will you all stand for? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America. God bless the world. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.